So, <clears throat> the test. Next, we'll take you into a wild spirit with a test. And the devil, ready to give it. Jesus prepared a test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. Those that had left him, of course, in the state of extreme hunger, which Dable took an advantage of his first test. So since you are God's son, speak the word, you will not turn these stones into loaves of bread. And Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 says Jesus answered quoting to Deuteronomy the Deuteronomy Codex <clears throat> can come from much aspiring books such as In the Name of the Rose and William Devine uh, written by Umberto Eco since you are God's son Speak the word that will turn the stones into the loaves of bread. And it's a steady stream of words of God's mouth. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 6, 5 through 6. For the second test, for the, the day veil took him to the holy city. He sat him on top of the temple and he said... Since you are God, the Son, it told him to jump. The devil goaded him, and quoting in Psalms 91, he has placed you in the care of angels. They will catch you so that you won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. For Matthew chapter 4, verse 7. So Jesus countered with another citation from Deuteronomy, the Deuteo Codexes. <clears throat> Don't you dare test the Lord your God. For chapter Matthew, chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. So for the third test, the devil took him to the peak of the huge mountain and gathered expansively pointing out the earth's kingdoms and the glory out there were all. Then he said, This is yours, lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me, for yours is theirs. And Jesus' refusal was cut. He said, Beat it, Satan. He backed. He rebuked his third question from Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God. Only you will serve him. Serve him with the absolute single-heartedness. So Matthew chapter 4 verse 11. The test was over. The devil had left. And in his place the angels, angels came and took care of Jesus' needs. And Jesus in the healing. When Jesus... He says, uh, Matthew chapter tw- 4, verse 12, when Jesus got the word that John had been arrested, he returned to Galilee, and he moved from his hometown to Nazareth, the lake in the village of Capernaum, nestled at the base of Zebulun and Naphtali Hills. 
which were two women. This mood completed Isaiah's sermon. In the land of Zebulun, another woman, land of Naphtali, a third. The road to the sea of Jordan, Galilee, crossroads from nations, people sitting out on their lives and dark saw a huge night. Sitting in that dark, dark country of death, they watched the sun come up. This, Isaiah chapter 4, verse 12 through 17, sitting in the dark, dark of the country of death, they watched the sun come up. So this prophesies a sermon that came to life in Galilee in the moment Jesus started preaching. He picked up what John lift off. <clears throat> Charge your life. God's kingdom is here. Chapter 4, verse 16 through 20. Walking along God's beach in Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, later called Peter, and Andrew. They were fishing, throwing their nets into the lake, and it was their regular work. For Jesus said to them, Come with me, I'll make a new kind of a fisherman out of you. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of to perch and bass. Jesus was a fisherman. They did ask questions, but simply dropped their nets and followed. A short distance down from the beach, they came upon another pair of brothers, James and John. Zebedee's sons. These two were sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee mending their fish nets. Jesus made the same offer to them, and they were just as quick to follow, abandoning the boat of the father. From there, they went on over to Galilee. This was uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 through 25. A short distance down from the beach, they came to a pair. They went to the synagogue's meeting and places. They taught the people the truth of God. And God's kingdom was his theme and beginning right to those under God's government. The good government, which healed people from their diseases and the bad effects on their bad lives. Word had got around the entire Roman province of Syria. People brought anyone without any ailment, with their mental, emotional, physical sickness. Jesus healed them, one and all. More, and for moreover, the people came, the momentum gathering. Besides those in, that were from Galilee, crowds came to ten towns across the lake, others up from Jerusalem and Judea, and the others from across the Jordan. Jesus spoke to them and his seven sons that in Judea there were plenty of fish. And catching all the perch and bass that they could catch. 
It says, Jesus saw in his ministry drawing the huge crowds and climbed into the hillside. Those who were apprentices to him uh, appreciated, and they climbed with him, arriving in the quiet place. They sat down and taught the climbing companions. This is what he said. Matthew chapter 5 verse 3 says you are blessed and at the end of your rope you lest you there is more than God of his rule you are blessed with you who feel her loss is most dear to you only you can be embraced by one the most dear to you chapter 5 verse 6 you are blessed and he worked up the good appetite for God. He has food and drink and the rest, the best of meal that you'll ever eat. Matthew chapter 5 through 7. You're blessed when you care. The moment of being careful when you find yourselves being cared for. Chapter 5 verse 8. Matthew, you're blessed when you get inside your world and your mind is at heart put right. And you'll see that God is in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of complete or fight. And you discover who you really are and you in your place and in God's family. You're blessed your commandment God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you ever from deeper into God's kingdom. There's only count yourself blessed every time people put down or throw you out to speak lies or discredit you. What it means, the church and the truth is closed to that comfort of thy heart, they will be uncomfortable. And you can be glad. When that happens, give cheer even. For though, when they don't like it, say I do. And all heaven will applaud. You know that when you're in good company with thy prophets, and they witness you have gotten to the land of those trouble. Let us tell salt in the light. Let us tell you why that you are here. Let us hear salt seasoning that brings you to God and the flavors of the earth. If you lose your saltines, however, will people godliness question? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Chapter Matthew chapter 14. It's telling me 14 through 16 says here's another way to put it to here to be your light bringing out God's colors into the world God is not secret to be kept for going into public with this the public as in the city on the hill if it makes you light bears you don't think 
of going to hide under a bucket? Do you question? Good pine saw and a mopping solution. I guess back to the daily routine of being next to God as cleanliness. Which, one thing that can amount to time when you could say, Oh, I'll go out and be the cleaning man. I'll go to the family dollar and I'll pick up all the chemicals on the shelf, but at the same time, I will walk down the aisle and pick up the chocolate chip cookies and the herbal tea. Flexi foam pads I'm putting on you. Light above this will stand. For the girls that have wedgies, let's see, we'll put that there, there's onto the hilltop for the light stand, shrouded, keep your eyes to the house, generous your lives by operating up to the others, says you'll prompt people, open up with God and generous Father in the heavens. Bleating in God's law. Matthew chapter 17 to 18. Don't suppose for a minute you have come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. Fear demolish, but to complete, going to put all together. Put it together in the fast panorama. For God's law is more real than lasting than those stars in the sky and the ground at your feet. Long after the stars burn out and the earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. It says Matthew chapter 19 through 25, trivialize even the smallest item in God's law. For you will have trivialized yourself Take it seriously. Show the way for others. You'll find the honor in the kingdom. Unless you do fall better than the Pharisees in matters of their right living. Says you won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. For <clears throat> Matthew is telling me it's chapter 21 through 22 murder the family with command of ancients do not murder I'm telling you that anyone so much as angry as thy brother or thy sister guilty of a murderer carelessly call the brother an idiot if you might find yourself Hauled out into court. Thoroughly stupid. Say yell stupid. And a sister. You're on the brink of hellfire. Simply. More facts and the words. Kill. Matthew chapter 24. It's telling me it's. Matthew chapter. 23 through 24. This is. How I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. 
into a place of worship and make it according to thy offering. You suddenly remember a grudge of a friend has against you. Abandon your offering. Leave immediately. Go to this friend and make things right. Then only then come back to work things out with God. We'll say Matthew 25 through verse 26. Let's say, out on the street of the old enemy accost you. Don't lose a minute. Make the first move. Make things right with him. After all, if you leave the first move to him, knowing his track record, you'll likely end up in court, maybe in jail. And if that happens, you won't get out without stiff fine. Adultery, divorce. Matthew chapter 27 through 28. You know the next commandment pretty well. <clears throat> it says. <clears throat> Well, it says, don't go to bed with another spouse. If you don't think you preserve the virtue simply by staying out of bed, your heart can be corrupted by lust. And quicker than your body, those glaring locks you think nobody knows that they are also corrupt. Matthew 21, 29 through 30. Let's pretend this is easier than it really is. Want to live a boringly pure life? Here's what it says you have to do. If to blind your right eye, a moment you catch it in lustful leer. If to choose to live one eye, or else be dumped in moral trash pile. You have to chop off your right hand. The moment you notice it is raised threateningly, better a bloody stump than the entire being discarded. For the good in the dump. Matthew chapter thirty-one verse thirty-two. Remember the scripture that says, "Whoever divorces his wife, let him do it legally. Give her divorce papers and her legal rights. To any of you using the cover of selfishness and whim, and it be righteousness just because you are legal. Because, please, no more pretending. If you divorce your wife." You're responsible for making her adulteress, unless she has already made herself by that the promiscuity. If you marry such divorced adulteress, you're automatically an adulterer yourself. You can't use legal cover to mask more failure.